99.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. Bringing hope to many around the globe. Transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. This is Jesus speaking. Not your experience, not my experience, this is Jesus. Then we'll examine something Jesus said about demons demon possession and how it works so let's look at what jesus said about demon possession luke chapter 11 verses 21 to 26 it's important to get the context within which jesus is speaking jesus is casting out demons and some of the jews came and said hey 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 you are not casting out demons properly you are doing it uh, with 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 the power of the devil himself then Jesus said, well, I mean, how can the devil fight himself? And if he is fighting against himself, it means that his kingdom has no power and, and so on. So the context he's talking about is demon possession. That's the context Jesus is talking about. He's not talking about uh, some other subject. He's talking properly in context demon possession. So this is what he says. When a strong man, fully armed, Guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. Oh, I love that. He who is not with me is against me. He who is, does not gather with me scatters. Then he expands on what he just said. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's Jesus' statement. This parable of the strong man and the stronger man that Jesus spoke has been variously interpreted. But when you look at it in context, he is talking about demon possession. And uh, it is agreed generally that he's talking about Satan and himself. So two personalities here. First is Satan whom Jesus calls the strong man. The strong man. Satan is a strong man. The, The term strong man is used to refer to a warrior or a tough guy. Somebody who is strong, a bully. And 
in the passage, the strong man is fully armed. He has weapons at his disposal. And the passage says two things about the strong man. He guards his palace or his domain, the place where he operates from. He guards it. He does not allow those who are in his domain to go free. So when the strong man has you, he's not going to declare amnesty at any point in time. Because he guards his domain. That's the strong man. Strong man is Satan. When he has a place, his guard is strong in that place. Then the second thing the passage says about the strong man is that he keeps people as his spoils. A spoil refers to goods taken out of conquers. In those days when you go to conquer a people, you take their goods or their people and they become your spoils of war. The strong man holds people as his conquered property. That is the picture we were in until Christ came into our lives. We were kept in the strong man's palace. Maybe your father took you there. Your uncle took you there. Maybe it is idol worship, whatever it is. But the strong man had you. In his palace. And you were his pole of war. So Satan is a strong man. Now, Jesus talks about another person. And he calls him the stronger one. And that stronger one is in reference to himself. Christ is the stronger one. He's a stronger one. He's stronger than the strong man. And what does the stronger one do? He overcomes the strong man. And in the parable, Jesus says, he takes his arms from him, having disarmed principalities and powers. He disarms principalities and powers. He disarms Satan. Destroys his control. So, he overcomes a strong man. And when he overcomes a strong man, what does he do? He frees the strong man's spoils, the captives. And the passage said, Christ divides the devil's spoils. To divide spoils simply means to take the spoils of another person and free them or use them for another purpose. Christ receives spoils from Satan. This includes formerly demon-possessed people. And they no longer belong to him. If you are a born-again Christian, before you became a born-again Christian, Jesus had to contend with the strong man. You didn't contend with the strong man of your own. You have no power over the strong man. But Christ contended with the strong man and he dispossessed the strong man of his weapons of war and not only that he took those who were captive to the strong man and freed them unto himself so if anything you cease from being spoils of Satan to become spoils of Jesus Christ 
The question is, when Christ now has you in his hand, can Satan take you back? Can a Christian soul delivered by Christ have a demon again? Now, Jesus went ahead and then described a situation. And he says, well, when this has happened, an evil spirit driven out of a person goes out, roams, 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 gets tired. And he says, I remember, I used to have a body. And I'm a, a disembodied, walking all over the Sahara Desert. I have nowhere to stay. So let me go and check my home and see what is there. And he says, when he comes and he finds the place is clean, but empty. Then he would say, the last time I was here, I was gotten out. This time I have to make sure nobody gets me out. So he goes to recruit colleagues of his who are also roaming in deserts. And says, we found a new home. Let's go. So he brings seven others. And Jesus says, the state of that person is worse. So what was Jesus talking about when he used that parable? Jesus was basically saying, demons only enter those who do not have Christ in their hearts. Is it possible for a person to be delivered and still not have Christ in hearts? It can happen. So maybe you go to a, a church meeting and somebody prays for you and casts out demons from you or prays for you and, and you receive healing or whatever it is. But you do not go ahead to receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. You would have been a delivered person, clean but empty. And when a demon comes back and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, he's going to ensure that decision will never happen again because he will take so much captive of you that you can't be free again. But when he comes and there is a new master, then he has to contend with that master. And the question is, can the demon then come in against Christ, who is now the occupant of your spirit, and conquer Christ so that he can take Christ captive and as a result, take you back captive. If that is possible, then a Christian born again can be demon-possessed after salvation. But Jesus Christ says, no one, no one can snatch you from my hand. And for the avoidance of doubt, no one can snatch you from my Father's hand. So, a person gets born again, Christ comes to live in their hearts. The Holy Spirit is in their hearts. Will the devil try to come back? Yes. Whom will he meet? A clean vessel, but not empty, occupied. And when he comes, he sees the occupant. All he has to do is to say, sorry. Please. 
I don't want to disturb you. Please, please. You, you stay. Stay. Story. And go back. Seeking whom he may devour. Not seeking to devour. The devil doesn't go about seeking and devouring everybody. The passage says he goes about seeking whom? Who is devourable? If you are devourable, he will devour you. How do you become devourable? You are a good person. You are a nice person. But Christ is not in your heart. The Holy Spirit is not in you. You are a nice candidate for devouring. But when he comes and finds a new master called Jesus living in your heart, then Jesus tells you, fear nothing. Because when you are in my hand, no one can take you from my hand. And no one can take you from my father's hand. Final verse, then I'm done. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. And it says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. What does it mean? After deliverance from sin, we do not receive a spirit of bondage again. Once you are saved. The strong man, no matter who he is, cannot come to put you back into bondage. Can he attack your body? Yes, that's another subject. Even the apostle Paul says, yes. But he says in all of these things, you are more than conquerors. Yes, but he can hit your body. My body is not my spirit. Can you open the door for him to control aspects of your life? Yes. But there is a citadel he can never enter. He can never enter your spirit. For that to happen, Christ must be overcome. And he must be overpowered. And he must be driven out by a superior force. And if such a force exists, then you can be demon-possessed after you are a believer. But if there is no such force in the universe, then once Christ comes to live in your heart, your heart is now the palace of the Lord God Almighty. He calls you the temple of God. And nobody can invade the temple of God to get God out in order to take the person captive again. That, my friends, is where I drop the argument. Now, there are people who will sometimes say, you know, because of your background, there are too many witches in your family. You're too many wizards. Am I? You've, you've gone to places. So even after you are born again, you need deliverance. To complete it. Whomever. The sun sets free. Is not just free. But he's indeed free. In other words. This freedom is not a joke joke freedom. It is a. If Christ has set you free. He has 
really set you free including where your grandfather came from he brought the fetish from uh, wherever he brought it to went to and I don't mention any country wherever they brought and, and brought that fetish they may have brought it but if the sun set you free that thing has no dominion over you any longer in Christ Jesus you are free and you are free indeed Amen.